Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show here today, live from my garage on location in my garage. I am in my living room. I am not. I am not in your garage. Yeah, I'm on location wherever you are not, Ray. I but I'm in my garage because we're all in quarantine. I mean, technically, we were always on location because we're in a location every time. That's That's true. true. Somewhere. And Until in fact, they figure we were, out the algorithm. It was more so on location than now, when we are all in separate locations, plural. Yeah, we we are, we are living California in the greater Los Angeles area, where the entire state is on quarantine lockdown, so we're not allowed to leave the house. Basically, I'm enjoying it. I'm into it. Uh, I have a two year old, <laughs> and I'm still expected to work from home. So, well, that was your choice to have a two year old and a job. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, who are you people? I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ivalito. And today we are talking about the final episode of season one of series one of G.I. Joe or series two. I messed it up. There's Guys, nothing that's nothing's going to go right. Just so you know, nothing <laughs> in this episode. It's our first right. quarantine episode officially. <laughs> is it? No, well, it's yes. not. It's the one we that's going to air first. So gee, podcast uh, curtain. Get behind mm, it. Get behind uh, it. I feel like we did even more than the other one, though. I don't know. Have, well, maybe not. No, we've only done the one. It just feels like an eternity. I have done many podcasts since this quarantine thing. Don't so talk about your other podcasts when we're on this podcast, they Jan. Were, they were it all makes Ray better. Feel ugly. All better than this. It one. Makes me feel ugly. I try to, you know, I talk sometimes about my other podcast that you guys have both been on. Never heard of it. I'm, I don't. What's a podcast? Thank you. So we're oh, you talking mean- about an episode of G.I. Joe. It's called Stuck on You. And Stuck what better way to you. end? I got this feeling down deep in my heart that you know it's true. Yes, I'm on my way. <laughs> Thank you, you get one tweet saying that they miss your singing. And <laughs> now it's just wall to wall. That's what's going on. Look, we were all thinking it as soon as as soon as we heard stuck on you i've been singing it all day actually <laughs> yeah no, no that i i gotta say that was 100 percent you and also on brand i should also point out yeah i'm cool with it 
So it's an episode of G.I. Joe. It stars Cobra Commander and Pathfinder. So I hope you like those two characters because you get them for like 90% of the episode and a gorilla. Uh, this is going to be real fun because A, uh, have not watched this cartoon in a long time. Uh, we watched it for a, uh, we were going to record it weeks ago. Never got around to it. Have not rewatched it since. When I did watch it, I fell asleep near the end. So I'm not even sure what happened. Chen, oh whatever you think happened probably is what happened. Okay. Like, if you were to write it yourself, look, we have back-to-back awesome Christy Marks episodes yep. with uh, Bayok and Bayok was I'm great. blanking on the name of the other one, but it was great as well. The Mind Mangler. Mind Mangler. How could I forget that name? Awesome. Isn't this one also a Christy Marks? It is not. No. It is Steve Mitchell and Barbara Petty. Yeah. Okay, good, because my notes were not kind. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Well, it's again, they would be kind if Christy Marks had written the episode. You know what? It has, po- it has potential because I like an episode of something where a bad guy and a good guy team up like that's usually a recipe for a good for good times. It's midnight run, basically. Yeah. Unless we forget been- the the even on G.I. Joe uh, series one, we had the Games Master, which is one of my favorite episodes they ever did. Yeah, this one this one had had a promising premise and then lots of weird animal abuse. Well, they decided to go really heavy into the animals on this episode and not not for the right reasons, but we'll get there when we get there. So let's get the show started. The show begins with an uh, air fight. We get air fighting in the air. That's very, very exciting. And Cobra Commander is out there at the front lines. And can we talk again? Cobra Commander is a great leader. Cobra Commander is leading the forces right out there in his own vehicle, flying around, shooting G.I. Joe, looking good, calling the shots. Give it up for big Cobra Commander. Hold on real quick. The forces, forget the base. It's time to defend your leader. And hurry, because I'm under attack. I mean, he's leading, but also uh, like abandon all strategy. Uh, <laughs> cover my ass well if i remember correctly uh they did get jumped as well like gi joe uh, attacked them when they weren't ready for it so i think that might have had something to do with it as well because they're after cobra commander yeah you got lady j and you got pathfinder and they're both like we that's our goal let's get cobra commander we shot down his plane he fell in the jungle let's go get him and this was a return to because the past two christy marks episodes had not opened like all the other deke episodes did which was uh uh sort of unexplained action with no context that could have been interchangeable between any episodes. And this was a return to that. Yes. <laughs> it's almost like it wasn't quite as well constructed. Sorry, gang. Christy Marks knows what she's doing. <laughs> hey, I mean, come on. Steve Mitchell and Barbara Petty uh, uh, have like, they speak English. That's a start. Okay. okay. They uh, have a mastery of the um, uh, word processing program. Which they used to, uh, you know, like I imagined, uh, all all of the punctuation was was very, uh, whew, boy, I'm really working here, and it's it's not it's not going well. Yeah, so we end up with a, uh, a, a, a get shot over the forest or jungle forest, whatever it is, and a night uh, creeper leader sees it. He says, "We got to go get Cobra Commander." GI Joe says, "We got to go Cobra Commander." So here's our story is Cobra Commander has been shot down and both sides are trying to be the team to retrieve him for their different reasons. Okay, that's a legitimate premise for a TV show. Like on paper, a lot of this stuff works, you know? Yeah. 
I'm good with it. So we have a Cobra Commander. Uh, uh, it's a, so a Pathfinder, I should say, drops down. And he says, I got to go in by myself. This is rough terrain. This is a jungle. I'm going to go in by myself, and I'm going to go get him. So he ends up tracking Cobra Commander to the point where he's tied upside down in his parachute, hanging from a tree. Uh, that only seems to happen in the world of cartoons. I, I've never... <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I'm trying to remember when I watched um, Band of Brothers... Or Saving Private Ryan. I don't remember somebody getting completely tied up in their own parachute and hanging upside down from a tree. Oh, it happened. You must have not been paying attention. Oh, okay. Was it like Vin Diesel got caught upside down? I don't who who is the character who who got caught upside down? It was uh Todd Farfin. Oh, Todd Farfin. Okay, you know what? I remember his role, but I forgot that part. So good call. Good call. Land shark. Land shark. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, but before uh, uh, Cobra Commander gets there, uh, he finds an ape. And here we go, Gina. How do you this feel is, about this ape? Okay. First of all, this is the weirdest looking cartoon ape that I have ever seen in my life. Magilla Gorilla looks uh, looks better. Like, it's just a very, it, the animation style does not match up or something. It's very strange. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. G.I. Joe uh, does a lot of animals. I mean, we've established this many, many times. A lot of companions, a lot of, you know, a lot of animals. We've got Timber. We've got Polly. We've got uh, Law and Order. We've got Mutt and Junkyard. I mean, there's tons of uh, spirit and freedom. You know, all of these are out there. And then we have this ape that seemingly was drawn and animated by people that didn't know what an ape was. That sounds like Deke. We need an animator, but we have to make sure they don't know what an ape is. Are you aware of monkeys, sir? No, you're in. Let's go. Also, uh, Deke's Canadian, right? So, like, there, there are no apes in Canada. You can't expect them to read books or study zoology. Well, there was no internet, so you'd have to use an encyclopedia. Yeah. So it's and possible their encyclopedia just described it and had no and it had no pictures. To be yeah. fair, if yeah. you described if you described a gorilla. This is what it would look like, I feel like. You know, you, yeah. got th- you got three blind wise dudes and one of them uh, like uh, touches the bottom and is like, oh, it's like a tree. Uh, an ape looks like a tree. And then when it <laughs> uh, touches the middle, it's like, whoa, that's a huge like monkey dick. Is that like a that's part of it, right? And then the one on top is like, yeah, that that feels like a like a like an ape. Yes, I, I think that's how the parable goes. That is that's pretty much how I remember it. Oh I yeah, know. I think you nailed I it. I fell asleep near the end of the parable, and so like I didn't. I don't know how it ended. <laughs> so that uh, parable is basically on par with this cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dude, you had is, something to add on? Yeah. Is is sorry, my cats are fighting right now. <laughs> like you, really, this fighting. would never have happened at my place. Uh, <laughs> they're they're like sharing a bed, but then what? Yeah, mer- ah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> Like, ever since I took Doc to the vet yesterday, Merlin has not been pleased with how she smells because she smells like other animals. So he's freaking out. Oh. So I've got to keep putting this, like, little edible stuff on her head so he licks her head. What is that? Are you turning your cats into cannibals, Gina? <laughs> oh, boy. This whole quarantine thing has really messed her up. Hey, Merlin. I got to put some roast cat in my cat's food dish. Merlin. So that way my cat will eat cat. Yeah, this is turning into a whole weird cat chud situation. I'm not at it's all not comfortable good. with. 
So, okay. Uh, so Pathfinder finds Cobra Commander and he he unhooks him and he says, hey, Pathfinder. Or he says, hey, Cobra Commander, that ape isn't going to eat you. That ape wants to fuck. Hey, Cobra Commander's not into it. So, Gina, how do you feel about Pathfinder in this episode? Because he finds I, a baby kitty and throws it. Yeah, I everything I hate everything about him. There's a lot of there's a lot of bad stuff that happens to animals. Also, this is really like ill advised because he's he's like there's got to be a mom around there somewhere. So he's an idiot. I thought he was supposed to be a smart one, but he's well, an no, idiot. He's spe- he specifically he's says uh, uh, he's he's concerned that the the mother's around. That's why he chucks him. That. Nope, I don't accept that answer. You know, you know what would be great is if I abuse the baby of this large creature. No, hold on, I got it. Wait a minute. What he should do is grind up the little uh, baby kitty, smear it on his head, so that the mother will think that it's him. (laughs) That's that's how Gina does things. All of that is very upsetting. Uh, we get to the actual point of the episode. So Pathfinder says, okay, my walkie-talkie's busted. I can't radio for help, but Cobra Commander does radio for help because he has a separate one that isn't busted. And Pathfinder handcuffs himself to Cobra Commander. Now they have to work together to get through this jungle while they're being chased now by both teams, G.I. Joe and Cobra. But additionally, they're now being stalked by a lovesick gorilla and an angry lioness who wants to eat them. Yeah, again, bad guy and good guy partner up and have to survive a deadly jungle to get to like a rendezvous point. That I'm on board with that. But it I'm didn't... not on board with the ape uh, romance. No, angle no, because... I'm not. I'm not on board with that. And I'm. I mean, I'm not on board with this episode in general. I'm just saying, if oh, someone right. came to me and pitched me, here's an episode of a cartoon. There's a good guy and a bad guy. They're both stranded. They've got to work together, but the whole jungle is out to kill them. There's and or have sex with them. Things everywhere. And oh, I 100 percent believe, Gina, you would pull this episode off. You, like, if we I, were to give you that premise, you'd nail it. Yeah, like that's the base of a good episode. But it's like giving someone a recipe for chocolate chip cookies, and instead of chocolate chips, they use poop because <laughs> they were like, "Well, it looked the same." Uh, that's how I feel about this episode. But it it's don't taste the same. Cookies <laughs> made with poop. I mean, I'm willing to give it a shot. Like, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to prejudge. Yeah, you, you'd eat that. Chan eats poop. That's what we're trying to get at here. Yeah. So Pathfinder says, let's take it to, we know there's a forest base here. That's what we were looking for in the first place. And so let's take Cobra Commander to the forest base uh, of Cobra and we will we will get this thing going. Okay. At which point Night uh, Night Creeper leader drops into or Night Creeper soldiers I should say drop into the jungle. So now we have established that Cobra's first on the scene to do the rescue. And what's I just have this guy written down here as not Duke. <laughs> yeah. I think it's supposed to be Duke, but it's not Duke. Yeah. I I just wrote this Duke sucks. Yeah. I, th- I think it was the same visual, but it was not Michael Bell. It was some rando. Chan, yeah. I dare to ask, but could we get a little bit of not Duke dialogue so we could hear the difference? Big Ben, this Duke, take your jungle fighters into the deep bush. We're trying to get Pathfinder out in one piece. But if you step on a few snakes in the process, I don't think anyone's going to mind. He calls you know, I wouldn't mind Duke. that guy 
Yeah, that's not Duke. That's supposed to be Duke. I wouldn't mind if that guy was reading like a, a, an auto, auto, audio book of a technical manual. Like he doesn't have a bad voice, but that's just not Duke. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange that they didn't just design a new character. Just make him a different character. Why You could have made that character Gridiron. I mean, you had a bunch of other characters that you could make that character anybody you really wanted to. You could make him Ambush. Uh, like It doesn't even matter. Like The fact that they were trying to put Duke in there, but not do Duke. Like, what's the point? If you don't have it, you don't have it. Yeah, you that's a bullcrap. Just made me very, very angry. Okay, moving forward. Uh, Cobra Commander says... Uh, I, w- I don't really feel like moving very fast. Cobra Commander is a slow, you know, he's going to be obstinate. He's going to be a problem uh, anywhere he goes, at which point Pathfinder says, if you don't move faster, uh, that ape is going to get you and romance you. Yeah, yeah, ape rape. A- this this episode is all about ape rape. Oh, my God. Uh, ape rape. Ape rape. <laughs> ape rape. The separate is you're not wrong, because that is the subtext of the whole thing, that that gorilla is just going to get it. I mean, the gorilla is not, uh, like, if the gorilla wanted, the gorilla could have Cobra Commander. So the fact that uh, she isn't doing that says that there is some consent involved that she was well, not. Okay. Thank just- you for saying that, Chan, because this is, I think, what really upsets me about this gorilla character. And that's, they sometimes they portray this character as purely an animal. Sometimes they portray it very human. And sometimes they portray it with deep, deep emotions. Like, at the end, this ape is very upset, and I got very upset as a result. Yeah, I will say, like, in, in the in the ape's defense, Cobra Commander is covered from head to toe, so he could very well be an ape under all that. Okay, Just that like brings a, me to my second question. A What's the point ape? of having power armor if you can't get yourself out of the situation? Uh... I mean, I'm pretty Doesn't sure. Power it's... armor enhanced strength. I mean, I've seen Mister Freeze. He can rip some handcuffs. You know, it's it's a fashion statement. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay. I think it's mostly for show. So it's like sheet metal. It's not really. It's not really a powerful suit of armor. Look, if you had the option of going to work in a um like a button down shirt and a tie and slacks or non functional but very shiny power armor, what are you gonna pick? Power armor, 100% of the time. <laughs> Thank you. Don't even need to think about it, Chan. When you phrase it like that, yes. That's all I'm saying. Is uh, okay, business Night casual in Cobra world? <laughs> the Night Creepers are tracking uh, Pathfinder. Now, Pathfinder, Master of the Jungle, getting tracked by a Night Creeper. Why? Because he's wearing G.I. Joe boots. Do G.I. Joe like produce their own footwear? Do they have a, an entire line of G.I. Joe boots? G.I. Joe fashion? Yeah. Is this, I know we have Cobra Life magazine and we have, you know, uh, exotic bases for R&R, but G.I. Joe, because it's just, it was such a weird plot point that he's like, oh, I recognize these boots. These are G.I. Joe boots. I mean, if they're trackers, it would make sense that they would know what sort of footwear is issued to all of uh, the Joes. But we've seen the Joe team. They're not exactly all wearing standard issue gear. Quick kicks, not even wearing a shirt. I mean, maybe the souls have G.I. Joe imprinted in them. Okay, you know what? I take it all back. That makes that a lot seems, of sense. That, I think that's too expensive for them. I think of them as having like the, the shittiest, most basic boots ever. Because like, there's, the, there's no tread on the bottom. Ha, we found them. 
Like co like Cobra are the ones who are the big spenders, but G.I. Joe is I feel like they're cutting corners. I mean, that's fair. Okay. You know what? I can get on board with both of those theories. I will move on. Uh, okay, I mean, okay. I've I love seen this some really yes. big, big million millions of dollars expensive uh vehicles over on the Joe side. Like absurdly large pointless vehicles you're telling me they couldn't spring for some decent boots uh, yeah they got that I, big thing what's it called the general is that what they yeah, call it the, the general yeah. isn't that, that thing big, is not needed and they're like I a think, sand crawler size one too like yeah. yeah okay maybe but i feel like fashion is gonna is gonna go f- fall like that's gonna be the first budget to get cut okay <laughs> i mean obviously your designer gi joe as we were uh, said before Obviously, Quick Kick was the first one to uh, bear the brunt of that uh, fashion uh, budget slashing because they couldn't afford a shirt for him. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, could have had exactly. a shirt at any time. Didn't. Apparently not. Or Apparently, shoes. he could. They're they're like, you want nice? Uh, uh, do, do you want? Uh, I don't know. Uh, like going out to lunch uh, twice a week, or do you want uh, a shirt? He's like, hmm. I really like Buca de Papo, so <laughs> what a what a pull. I quick kick going to Buca Family de Papo. style. Eating family <laughs> style ravioli. Let's do it. Look, if if I walked into a Buca de Papo and I saw a dude without a shirt, uh, and some ninja throwing stars, they'd be like, Yeah, that seems about yep. right. Yep. Nope. Uh, here's the deal. I can I can vouch. I can vouch. Um, okay, so we meet this water cobra who, so the cobras, you know, we established in series two G.I. Joe, all the cobras are constantly being pitted against each other uh, in order to like get ahead. So we already have the night creepers on the scene. Now we have water cobras. And I love the voice this guy actor chooses to play the water cobras because it's the deepest, thickest the bears Chicago guy <laughs> you could ever find. And it's a bizarre choice, especially given the circumstances, but I'm glad he chose it. Remember, if we're the first to rescue the commander, there'll be big bucks for all of us. Duh, bears. <laughs> Dick. Yeah, I that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a weird choice. Who who gets the part of a, a water cobra who's like, you know what? Check this out, guys. Look at look at the look at the take I'm about to do. Can I just one. say that uh uh going back to uh ape rape um the <laughs> cobra commander always do he's so mad throughout at not that like the ape is pursuing him but at the insinuation that he's dating an ape yeah like, me thinks me thinks the cobra commander do- doth protest too much because every time he gets made fun of he's basically like first of all it's such a stupid it's like such a juvenile thing to make fun of someone for like you could see someone on the on the playground being like ha ha your girlfriend's an ape and he legitimately is like no she's not you shut up he gets so like offended yeah. at the idea that he might be dating an ape that now i think he's dating an ape Oh my God! You think it's one of those? It's, you think it's like one of these Republican senators who you know posts all the anti-LGBTQ uh, uh, measures and then gets you know caught in an airport bathroom and then has to you know pray? Yes, uh, yes, he's trying to pass a lot of laws about how people can't have sex with apes. 
Yep, yep. And then next thing you know, truck's top bathroom, ape. Exactly, exactly. Here's the deal, I'm on board. Because the ape holds hands with Cobra Commander in the next scene, and a lion jumps out at them, and <laughs> they decide to just jump in a river. Again, I ask the question, power armor in the river. <laughs> Apparently, he's fine and can float just fine. So, I don't, I'm, guys, what I'm trying to say is I'm a big fan of power armor in all but of its different But you don't understand how it works. I yeah, don't understand you... how this power armor works. Because <laughs> most power armor I know is very, very heavy and very, very strong. And his seems like neither, which is why I'm getting back to, is it just sheet metal? If we were close, could we, you know, could we could we see where somebody just put a hammer to it? This feels like um, sort of like a, you remember Running Man and Jesse the Body Ventura was like sort of this retired. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, whatever you call Love them, and they made him wear that crazy armor, and he was like, "What is this bullshit?" And throws yes. it off. Like, I think it was made of plastic, and like, I I feel like that's what oh, uh, snap. Cobra Commander might have. Um, like, obviously, he's no Jesse the Body Ventura, and he'd be like, "Oh, absolutely, give me the fancy stuff, give me the stuff that shines, baby. I don't need to do anything. I just want to look good when I'm doing it." Yeah, that's who can blame him? Yeah. That's a good comparison. I love that comparison. It's starting to actually, uh, because of that, make a lot more sense to me here. Um, somehow. So we get to Look, the next Jesse, the body of Ventura makes everything make sense. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he made Minnesota make sense for a few years. Hey, did what he could. Did what he could. Uh, okay, so uh, we get a, we, we just keep following these two because really this is all we're doing in this episode is just one scene with these two after another because we're stuck on them. That's the title, I assume. They get out of the cuffs. Some I don't even remember how. It's been a while, but they get out of the cuffs and they find a giant snake and Pathfinder suddenly gets like real sick because he's allergic to snakes. Like, that's weird. Oh, was that what it was? A snake! He sneezes. No, I don't... Because when you're allergic to an animal, you're usually allergic to its dander. Am I incorrect? Uh, I mean, if you touch... I'm sure you could get a rash or something if you touch it, but is that what that's supposed to be? That's He's allergic to snakes, so he starts sneezing wildly because there's a snake wrapping itself around Cobra Commander. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No, 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 because it happens, so it must make sense. I mean, this this episode of Series 2 G.I. Joe obviously holds together. We're just missing it. You know, it's, it's us. We're the problem. Maybe it's psychosomatic. Mm-hmm. Oh, just, yeah, like, that's true. There we go. So really, this this episode starts dealing in mental illness. Yeah. Strong, strong message. Thank you, Steve Mitchell and other person. Wow. Wow. I guess Barbara Petty doesn't deserve a mention because she's a woman. Ray, no, I just know I somebody actually disappointed. named Steve Mitchell, so it's stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Steve, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, okay, so the Night Creepers are here to the rescue, except the apes hit them, and we end up getting handcuffed again. There we are. We had a moment. And then the ape helps Cobra Commander uh, as well. So this ape is just... Really wanting Cobra Commander for uh, herself. Yeah, and again, he's so he's so legitimately offended. This would be like if I said to you guys, "Ray eats poop," and then instead of laughing, 
or going with the bit, Ray was like, you guys, I don't eat poop. It's <laughs> stop saying I eat poop. I'm very upset right now. Like that, it would be weird. <laughs> it would be weird. <laughs> I mean, a hundred percent. Like you, you, when you make it like that, you gotta love that, right? When you make a joke and then somebody all of a sudden takes it the completely opposite way and refuses to play with the bit, but instead gets really upset and like defensive about it. Like, oh, oh, I said a real thing that really happens to this person. Yeah. Guys, also, I got a weird feeling. Ray really eats poop. I feel like at some point I wrote, I didn't write a time time for it, but I wrote that the gorilla scream is crazy. So if we could find a gorilla scream, it's apparently uh. crazy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I think that I think I think that met every definition I could be looking for. <laughs> yep. Holy f. Wait, can, uh, I, can I hear it one more time? Gina, I will say that the uh, you uh, get a lot of bad audio polls. Uh, a lot of the time, you're like, hey, this thing happened, and we have no idea what you're talking about. Pretty sure that you hallucinated some of them, but by golly, that was solid. <laughs> I want to hear <laughs> Much oh respect to that voice actor. <laughs> Guys, that oh is. My God. I'm laughing is so hard that amazing. my stomach hurts. <laughs> okay, so c- going back, because I was actually towards the end of the episode, if I remember correctly. So uh, going back, we got the water cobras are now catching up as the night creepers have already caught up. And I just wrote here, this episode is going goddamn nowhere. It just is just like cutting back to them, still walking, still being chased by an ape, still being chased by a lion. G.I. Joe's coming, Cobra's coming. And then we go to the next scene. Or they're still walking, <laughs> and it's just it just grinds its wheels for like the entirety of this episode. It drives me crazy. Also, like lots of missed opportunities because really the only danger they're in is oh, there's a there's a a, a raping gorilla on the loose and a mama panther who's mad that Pathfinder threw a cub. But like, I I mean, I guess there's a snake. But like, you know, this is a cartoon. Let one of them fall in quicksand at some point while still handcuffed to the other one. You know, like. Right. Create moments. Yeah, there's so much that they could have done. Uh, And and I do. I mean, I like the any good bad guy team up with a good guy story has to have that sort of what's going to happen at the end. So I like the fact that, you know, Cobra Commander is clearly going to double cross him. Yeah, I feel like this had this had a lot of pieces, but you know, again, poop, 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 chocolate chip cookies, poop, chocolate chip cookies. Because yeah, we learned the ape's name is Bernice. That's the uh, character development that we do. <laughs> uh, okay, and so the lion shows up again because you know, like what the third, fourth time they get attacked with this lion. Great, they go up a tree, they swing a vine, and then they're at the base. Okay, this is where it all starts coming together because Night Creeper leader ends up cutting the cuffs and they catch um, Pathfinder. The ape grabs Cobra Commander and runs away, and the lion chases Pathfinder away. So now we've just everybody split to the winds, and we're in Act 3. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. When the rear car detaches to become a portable battle station, it reveals a hidden command center. Cabra! 
Here comes the G.I. Joe Persuader. So real, then real G.I. Joe Persuader. It's got two long-range cannons and holds up to six Joes. G.I. Joe. Live the adventure of G.I. Joe. Cobra Maggot and G.I. Joe Persuader sold separately. Go, go. Now, back to G.I. Joe. There we are. Yeah. Yeah, like guys, this episode just keeps doing. It's like it's like the second season of Six Feet Under. It just keeps doing the same things time after time after time, and eventually, I'm just not interested anymore. Take that second season of Six Feet Under. Wow, wow! I put it out. Shots fired. (laughs) Yeah, I've been saving that one. Very strong feelings about that. Okay, so uh, Pathfinder has fixed the radio finally, and he's called in for air support. Great. Night Creeper leader plants bombs all over the base because I guess and the they crash on the lion. This is what Gina mentioned earlier. The lion gets crashed on. I hate it so much. <laughs> like they, even though those lions are menacing them the entire lion. episode. Yeah. Well, Pathfinder saves the lion and now they become friends. Does that do anything for you? We're moving yeah, the needle on Pathfinder okay. back. That's okay, I guess. Because we're almost at the end of the episode. Like, so much could happen, and just they choose not to. And I don't know if they were, if the, Deke was just like, guys, we can only animate so much. So if you could just keep them doing the same actions over and over again in the jungle in this episode, that would be great. Yeah. But it's very, very upsetting. Very, very upsetting to me. So, okay, here we go. Here's the end of it Cobra Commander escapes. The ape is very sad. The ape is crying and all the G.I. Joes laugh at the ape. <laughs> yeah. This is... Uh, the G.I. I, Joes I, are like, look at that heartbroken ape. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, I just... Like, I ended my notes with a frowny face because I, I put it... It ends with a sad ape and then frowny. Hey, Pathfinder, what's with that lovesick gorilla? I can't tell you what she saw in him, Duke. Juliet had a Romeo, but this here gorilla, I guess she's just stuck on snakes. <laughs> well, if I remember they correctly, the gorilla laugh. is literally shedding tears. Yeah, it's very sad. Even Lady J, I heard her specifically. I'm like, wow, you two, you two. Lady J, not, come on, dude. Come on, Lady J. No, she's just trying to no, fit in because she's just trying to fit in because she hasn't gotten any lines this season. So she's trying to trying oh, to don't, she had like one episode. Remember when she was the slave of the Egyptian night creeper leader? No, I've scrubbed it from my memory. <laughs> I don't blame you. And that's this the is, show. This is their season finale. This is this the, big is the season one series two finale of G.I. Joe. We've had back-to-back the two best episodes of the season. I'll go ahead and say it. The Mind Mangler followed by Bayok. No question. And then we end with a whimper with an episode with everything going for it, and that just doesn't go anywhere. So this is so there's one more season of the of the Deke stuff? Actually, Gina, I actually looked. I was wrong before. There are 22 more seasons <laughs> of Deke G.I. Joe, each wow, one 26 good, episodes. Good for them. Good for them. Yes, we actually have a lot more Deke to watch. Good good for it. Or good there's for one more season and we'll be okay. 
Yeah, I I I don't know if I didn't realize that this was the the season finale, but yeah, they could have ended it one episode earlier, and that would have been great. Yeah, like I don't know. Well, then uh, yeah, we would have had to watch think- this as the series uh, season premiere of season two, and that uh, arguably <laughs> be even that's worse. True. That's true. Well, you know what they say? You want to you want to end strong so you get picked up for your next season. So they're just like, okay, we're gonna get Cobra Commander and we're gonna give him to fucking ape. <laughs> Renew us. Here's the thing: I would buy that uh, based on Longland alone. I would be disappointed with the result, but you know, like well, that's I think- that's evocative. I'm into it. But here's the thing: knowing how knowing how TV shows work, I bet that they sold it as. Season two is going to be a real will they, won't they with Cobra Commander and that ape. <laughs> oh, it's wow. Gonna, it's going to be like half the season is going to be the ape sort of looking for Cobra Commander, like following clues like, oh, OK, I saw this on his his outfit. So I'm going to track him to this part of the world. And then finally, like the ape tracks him down. But Cobra Commander's dating a different ape at that point, And the ape needs to remind Cobra Commander why they fell in love in the first place. So what I you're saying like, is, yeah, yeah, th- they came in and were like, "All right, Sam and Diane, Sam and Rebecca, <laughs> Cheers is over with. We're not going to get that ever again." Sure, Frazier's off there in Seattle. Like, is he going to hook up with, uh, you know, um, Roz? Who knows? But in the meantime, what we've got for you is is the greatest potential on again, off again love story for the ages, for the television ages. When the golden age of television comes, they're going to say like, yeah, you know, Breaking Bad is okay, but (laughs) goddamn, this monkey Cobra Commander thing (laughs) is gonna, is gonna stick. (coughs) Yeah, I'm telling you, that's that's how they pitched it. I want to talk about the elephant in the room because we haven't brought it up to this point. Gina... Unicorn season one finale just ended, and I think it was an interesting choice to have Walton Goggins <laughs> fuck a gorilla. I it was it was uh, like I, don't I mean know. I appreciate I you taking this. You saw yeah Joe series two got renewed for a second season. Let's follow <laughs> the same path. Look, first of all, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't made it to the season one finale of the Unicorn yet, Ray. That you just that. spoiled that huge plot point. Also, the Twitter is all a buzz with it, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, hashtag Walton and the ape is just going nuts. And I heard yeah. like, you're, like you're talking about like a, a crossover with the Harry and the Hendersons cast. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bringing John Lithgow minute. on board. Let's do this. I was going to ask if this was the movie or the television series. And I mean, honestly, whichever you can get, you know. Right. Movie. I would go movie, but you know, you think you can get Lithgow with all this bestiality now in your show? Are you kidding me? He just did that. What was that? That uh, uh, lawyer thing where he was the the. They just finished season two. Why am I blanking on this? You're not it's talking wonderful. about uh, what? No, the I John remember Lithgow show where he he like everybody thinks he killed his uh killed yeah, his wife. Tri- yeah, so that trial is, and error. Yeah, trial and error. So that's my unicorn bosses show. And they also right? did they also did Third Rock from the Sun. So if there are more seasons of the unicorn, he will show up. Oh, so you oh you God. actually do have a line on John Lithgow. And <laughs> yeah. it, so the yeah, possibility he's, he's he's friends with my bosses. 
the possibility of you writing an episode where John Lithgow has sex with a gorilla. It, it, it's not. It's yes. not just fantasy. Like there's a very real chance this could happen. You know, and can I say you got to I in. love trial and error. Uh, Nick D'Augusto came on the Top Story Weekly show a bu- uh, more than once uh, oh, cool. and was a dream every time he came on. So as soon as I found out this trial and error show, which is hilarious, if you have not watched it, it sort of flew in under the radar. Uh, they did yeah. two seasons of it and both are effing hilarious. Yeah, that's my boss's show. That's so here's the deal. Didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Any any Lithgow projects are usually them these days. I mean, that's fair enough. Except for, you know, where so where is Lithgow and the Unicorn? This is what I want to say. Is he going to be the ape? I mean, you don't you're you're gonna I'm not gonna give away many seasons worth of of romantic <laughs> ape storylines. I mean, here's the deal. I'm fine with that. That's good. I, I like to be surprised arc. by ape love. A series arc of John Lithgow as an ape. On the girl, oh, I almost if you called don't the show. going back in and pitching it. <laughs> Season Guys two, we're rebranding this show. It's no longer the <laughs> unicorn, a, it's the gorilla. It's a, called a different animal name every season. <laughs> oh my goodness. And they all live in the same small town together. Yeah, exactly. Here's the deal. Yes, I would watch. Well, we learned some things because that's our show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Series two, season one of G.I. Joe is done. Chan, how do you feel? Why are we still doing this? <laughs> Chan feels like that gorilla scream, which I want to hear one more time. <laughs> Chan, can we hear the gorilla screen? scream one more time? I mean, here's the deal. Thank you. Uh, Gina, how do you feel at the end of uh, season one of series two of G.I. Joe? The Deke era. We talked about never doing it. We're doing it. And here we are. You know, I back fondly. I feel like this is the perfect thing to be doing when you can't have human contact and you're not allowed to leave your place and you've gotten literally everything else that you ever wanted to do in your life done. Then, then watch some Deke G.I. Joe. <laughs> but only under those very unique circumstances. Yeah, that yeah. Thankfully, you have we to, find you have ourselves to literally in right have gotten every th- single thing that you ever wanted to do done. Here's the thing: if you find yourself at your typewriter and you look down at what you've typed, and it's just pages upon pages of saying "all work and no play make Jack a dull boy," <laughs> then maybe put on an episode. <laughs> Start with the Christy you know Marks what? episodes and work your way backwards. Treat yourself. <laughs> start with the one where they play the football game. Don't start there. Honestly, <laughs> you should probably murder your family with an axe before you go to that episode. <laughs> uh, well, guys, I'll say right now, um, G.I. Joe Series 2 is everything I was hoping it would be and less. <laughs> yeah. You guys have anything you want to plug before we get out of here today? Chan, don't you have another podcast that you keep wanting to talk about? Probably. <laughs> Would you like to talk about it? Here's your golden opportunity. You are the best promoter I know. Listen, audience at home, on Twitter, tell us which one of us you think is going to snap first <laughs> in in isolation watching Deke era G.I. Joe. <laughs> I want to know who you think the mentally strongest person is and who the mentally weakest person is. <laughs> yeah, don't just tell us who's going to snap. I want a ranking. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, what's the order? Who's going to be alive and eating like the other two once all all grocery stores have been sold out? But this is not to, or are we trying to like postulate that the three of us are in isolation together? Or, or is this on our own isolation? No, I, make I sure think the it's ground separate, rules are understood. but I, I, think, I think one day one of us is going to go to Trader Joe's, they're going to be sold out, and we're going to drive to so- the other one's house and just yeah. fucking eat them. <laughs> yeah, no, this is definitely how it's going to go down. If I did it, this is how I would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, well, I'll drive to OJ's house. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it ends. Seems fair. So Chan is a wrestling show. Gina, anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to plug? You were just on the Brentfist show. I was. People can listen to that podcast. I was also on Psycho Andy's podcast. Wow. What's it called? Um, it is called. Oh, god damn it, Gina. No, you have to edit this part out. You have to edit this part out. <laughs> oh, this is standing. I'll it's called you. Atomic Monsoon. Atomic Monsoon. I was about to say that. And Brent is called Brent. No, it is not. It is called Brentfist. I've already said it on this show. I am not good with names, and we all know that. Check out Atomic Monsoon and Brentfist Podcast, and Knowing is Doing the Things. Those are the three podcasts that you can hear me I will say for the... uh, for the Atomic Monsoon podcast, uh, they did open their show with an homage to this show, which I found yes, to be delightful. Everyone needs to hear it. I will say the guy who said I'm Ro- I'm not Robert Clark Chan, I thought for a second was Robert Clark Chan because he <laughs> nailed the impression. I'm not going to lie. He's like, I'm not Robert Clark Chan. I'm like, shit, that's Robert Clark Chan. Oh, but no, by the did. way, that guy has never heard our podcast. So he Whoa. was just he was just winging it. Uh, they actually flew it. me in for that one line. <laughs> <laughs> I, they paid for my my uh, flight out, wow. uh, put me up in a a pretty nice uh, Hilton. Uh, okay, for a day and a half, you know, like I got executive to see the Hilton a little bit. Uh, no, no, not executive. Goodness, like no putting green in there or anything like that. No, no, I don't, I don't golf. All right, I mean, sh- come on, Atomic Monsoon, drop the coin, dude. Let's go. <laughs> and I will, course, <laughs> I will. <laughs> Who would win show? We're getting some great guests on. We just had uh, idiot tests. Uh, ben Glebe is going to be on, and, or he was on this this week. Yes, for the uh, Exo Man of War versus Iron Man episode, which was very, very fun to do. Uh, so go ahead and check that one out. Uh, hashtag who would win. And we also have some great guests coming up. So check it out. Some good battles. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it right here. We're doing a post-apocalyptic battle for next week. Oh, no, I, I got to cut that now because <laughs> we're doing the April Fool's episode. Oh, yeah, here we go. So and check out next week because Robert Clark Chan is going to be our very special guest judge once again uh, on Wednesday the 1st. So, guys, go look forward to that. Robert Clark Chan, are you excited to come back to the Who Would Win show? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll be honest. That's the most up I've ever heard you. <laughs> Boy. That is that is pants splitting excitement from Robert Clark Chan. Honestly, I I really wound that one up. I was like, I gotta I gotta put maximum lace fair into this sigh. So just I kind of I went down for the diaphragm. I sort of like, here we go. And Chen, I don't know how much you follow the social media when you're on the show, but you are one of the most popular judges that we've ever had. I'm pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> 
not gonna people lie. people are like yo chan calls it right and i think that's only when you you know pick me as the winner but you know we can't always you know get it done lord knows we try Lord knows we try. All right, everybody. Here's the little things you can do. You can go to Knowing Is Half the Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash Knowing Is Half the Podcast. Patreon. We had two new Patreon uh, uh, patrons to uh, new new people doing the thing. Yay. So yeah, uh, isolation <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. So guys, if you'd like to join us right now on patreon.com slash Knowing Is Half the Podcast, we are all quarantined in isolation. What better time to get 375 or more episodes of this show like what else are you gonna do other than watch old cartoons from the 80s and 90s and then watch us talk listen to us talk about it just watch us talk about it but that'd be weird so that's a thing you can do patreon.com says knowing us have the podcast otherwise on twitter we are at gi joe podcast and individually i am at almighty ray at 999 rpms i'm at gina ippy I swear to God, Gina, I thought you were just not going to say anything at all right there. I really, I thought you were just like, I'm done. I've already taken the headphones off. Look, I, (laughs) I don't know where we are. I just want to know who's going to crack first. Um, So guys do that on on Twitter at GI Joe podcast. Who cracks first? Who eats another person first? (laughs) Who wanders the streets in a bathrobe first? I mean, we, we need the first for all of it. Me or Chan or Gina. I'm interested. Uh, I'm interested to hear what you guys are going to say for all of that. So in the meantime, that's a show. So bye. Yeah, that's that's a good way to end it. Hey, you. No, 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 no. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score Score Bunny? So it's, it's a fire bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score, like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like goal. <laughs> like Score Bunny. Rad. There's Score Bunny who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think like donuts or something like that. How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is though, Scorebunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. Oh my God, Ash is still the main character of the anime? Yes, where have you been? Yeah, so Ash is like, I'm getting on the train. I'm leaving, Scorebunny. And Scorebunny's like- Is it because he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. (laughs) If you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast.